Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yo, what's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. It is Sunday, June 7th, um, and this is Thinking Outside the Boombox. A lot, a lot, a lot has happened since um, two weeks ago when I had my last stream. Um, On top of the coronavirus pandemic... Um, An innocent black man, George Floyd, was killed by police in Minnesota. And that's just on top of the the number of innocent black people that have been killed by the police in the past few months. And so George Floyd's death has spawned protests and riots across the nation in protests of the racial injustice and police brutality that is ever present in our society. And so as we get into the podcast this week, I want Thinking Outside the Boombox to be a place where you can step away, if even for just an hour, um, to take a break from all the frustration and chaos that's around us. But um, music is a part of this um, in the way that some of us heal, um, and especially in a lot of the releases that many artists have put out this week. Uh, So I will be highlighting that in many ways throughout the segments because I didn't want to just, you know, have a podcast episode as normal. I definitely wanted to bring attention to everything that's been going on and then also speak to the way that many artists have been speaking out against the things that have been going on and things like that. So without any further ado, let's jump right into the podcast. Um, So the sponsor sponsors for this week this week uh the podcast is sponsored um by a number of different podcasts that are dedicated to mental health and healing because i think that's something that um we all need right now so first up 
is the podcast Be Well Sis. Um, after being consistently left out of wellness conversations, Be Well Sis is a podcast dedicated to providing resources for black millennial women to be their best selves physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. It's hosted by Dr. Cassandra Dunbar. The conversations are candid, informative, and unapologetically black. Um, you can find them on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And as per usual, every sponsor that I talk about, every um, every link that I discuss will be available um, in the podcast newsletter. And specifically, the sponsors and everything will be in the, the notes of the podcast if you're listening to the audio version. Um, if you're watching uh, visually and you want this information, it'll be in the podcast newsletter. Um, which you can obtain. I'll talk about that in a little bit later. Uh, the next sponsor is the Goddess Thoughts Podcast. Uh, the Goddess Podcast is a positive space for artists and creatives to stay motivated in their process, practice mental health, wellness, and learn to express and help each other on our journeys. This is a place uh, we artists can come to be heard, pick up tips um, to keep balance and get motivated. So you can find the Goddess Thoughts Podcast on SoundCloud. The next sponsor is the Positivity Podcast. Uh, it's a very unique podcast because it's raw and real about the most slept on topic in the black community, mental health. Um, the host said, I started this journey years ago when I realized as a young girl that I was very depressed during certain phases in my life. So every week I discuss and dissect a new topic regarding the many ways mental health can show up in different forms. I strive to leave my listeners feeling relieved, knowing that they're not alone and what they may be going through. Um, lastly, I give helpful advice on how to channel those peaky mental health stigmas. It's a win-win situation for us both because we're all growing and healing one listen at a time. You can find the Positivity Podcast on Spotify. The Best Med Pod, The Diagnosis. Um, It's a mental health podcast giving a voice to the community, spotlighting people who are making an impact in our society. You can find them on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And then last but not least, Black Therapy Uncensored is a show created for the black community focused on mental health with an uncensored, unfiltered, uncut delivery. And they address everything from mental health stigma to elevating yourself in life. Listen, learn, apply each concept to create the best version of you. So you can find that podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So those are all the the sponsors for this week. Black Therapy Uncensored, Best Med Pod, The Positivity Podcast, The Goddess Thoughts Podcast, and Be Well Sis. Um, I'm going to uh, put all of that information in the podcast newsletter. And actually, let's just jump to the website right now for everybody watching visually. This is... Thinking Outside the Boombox, the website. Um, For the podcast newsletter, um, which is a newsletter that contains um, all the links to everything I discuss in each episode. Um, So if I talk about a music video, you can have the link to that music video right in the newsletter. So there's two ways you can get the podcast newsletter. One way is on thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com. As you can see here, go to the newsletter tab at the top. Every newsletter um, for the podcast will be featured there um, the same day that I release an episode. I generally um, release the podcast newsletter, so that should come out later tonight. Um, but the, the second way and the way that is more beneficial to you and me to get the podcast newsletter is if you join the mailing list. So as you can see, if you go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com, right on that homepage, there's a place where you can put your email address 
you put your email address in there, you get added to the mailing list, you get the podcast newsletter in your inbox, um, the day is released, and then also four Wednesdays out of every month, you're going to receive a curated playlist. There's the chill R&B mix, there's the 90s and 2000s throwback mix, there's the hype mix, and then there's the that new new mix, which is my favorite songs from the month. And every month... Uh, the 10 songs that were in the playlist will get replaced with the new 10 songs. I personally recommend, um, if you're on the mailing list, that you um, save the, the, some of the songs that you like from each mix into your own podcast. And then the next week, 10 more will be uploaded. And then you can, you can kind of create your own running list um, of all the songs um, that I added in the, in the playlist. So that's what you get only if you are part of the mailing list. So definitely join the mailing list. Um, you can find a link to the mail to joining the mailing list on all of my socials, um, as well as directly on thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com. So um, that's a good way to get the podcast newsletter. Um, the sponsors information, their podcast links will be in the podcast newsletter. But if you're listening to the audio version, it's in the notes. Um. So without further ado, um, let's jump into the meat of the episode for this week. Um, the Meet TDE series, um, a series I started where I highlight and spotlight every artist of TDE besides Kendrick. Um, this is the second to last week of that. We've been going for uh, four weeks strong. Um, we've tackled, I think, six artists. Um, so yeah, this week in the Dig Deeper segment, I'll be talking about J-Rock, so I'm very excited about that. Um, so let's jump into the song of the week. This shit my favorite song, you just don't know the words, but I still fuck with you, you just ain't never heard it go like, this shit my favorite song, you just don't know. Welcome back, uh, to Thinking Outside the Boombox, it's time for the song of the week. Um... The song of the week, you know, I really didn't have to think hard about what the song of the week for this week would be. Um, I wanted it to be a song that, you know, could give people some hope that could, you know, kind of relax people when thinking about everything that's been going on around us. And the song that came to mind is All Right by Kendrick Lamar. You know, this song became um, uh, an anthem for the Black Lives Matter movement back in 2015, and it's just as relevant now because things really haven't changed. Um, it's a hopeful song. It's a, a militant song. Um, Kendrick, you know, becomes the voice of the people, and he lends his voice to us so well. Um, and I think it's just the perfect song. Um, I Every time I listen to it, you know, it kind of uplifts me. It's just a, a really good song, and it's so relevant to what's going on right now. So the song of the week uh, for this week is All Right by Kendrick Lamar from his album To Pimp a Butterfly. Definitely go listen to that. Um, of course, a link to the song is going to be in the podcast newsletter as well. Um, so without further ado, let's jump right into the press play segment. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. The press play segment, um, this is the segment where I deliver your hip-hop and R&B news. Um, it's separated into three parts, the things that you should check out. Um, rumor mill and the announcements and then the upcoming and recently released albums uh, so let's get started uh, 
First up, um, and the things that you should check out, uh, there's a few music videos that dropped that um, I thought were all really good. So Tiana Taylor, she's supposed to be dropping an album this month, and she dropped off the first two singles in their music videos. The first one is called Bear With Me, uh, which is kind of like a more slow, sensual R&B joint. And then she delivered Made It, which is more of like an uplifting, inspiring R&B joint. Um, and the videos for both are dope. Tiana and her um, choreography are next level. Um, and she, in the Bear With Me video especially, she she gets into a little like, you know, Michael Jackson kind of inspired choreography. And it's just really, really dope. Um and she's just an excellent dancer. She's becoming a great director. Um, she's a great singer. Um, definitely check out both of those videos. They are they are incredible. Um, also, a music video that dropped Lil Yachty. So he dropped off his album uh, Lil Boat 3. Or is that the name of it? Hold on, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Lil Boat 3. He dropped off that album um, a couple weeks back. And he dropped off a music video um, for songs on the album called Split slash Whole Time. Um, and it's just a really nice um, video for Yachty. I haven't listened to the to the album completely yet, but from what I'm hearing, it's like, you know, everybody was kind of at the point with Yachty where it was like, if this album isn't good, I got to let you go. And I was definitely at that point with Yachty. And I was, I was never really super high on Yachty in the first place. But from what I'm hearing he saved his career revitalized his career with this album so i'm excited to get back into it i've been super heavy into a lot of like tde releases you know just doing research trying to remind myself about some of the the things i liked about um albums um the tde albums that i listened to um so yeah uh, i haven't had a chance to like give a lot of albums multiple listens but i'm excited to do that um after the tde series uh finishes next week um so definitely watch the music video for split whole time by yadi another music video is 1985 by freddie gibbs freddie gibbs and alchemist dropped off uh a new project last week i was not expecting new freddie gibbs music um so i'm very excited um that he dropped off a new a new project um the alchemist is definitely different than Mad Lib as far as production goes. Alchemist is a lot more soul sampled, um, slower beats, and Freddie Gibbs like completely kills um, all of his verses on that album. It's it's really good. Um, and so he dropped off a music video for his song 1985, which is clearly inspired by the Last Dance Last Dance documentary of Michael Jordan. Um, so yeah, definitely watch the 1985 video and just go listen to that album. Um, and so finally, in the things for you to check out, there were a lot of artists this week who dropped off songs, who released songs um, that address racial injustice and what's happening in our country. And I just want to highlight those um, because, you know, I I um, I released an episode it's probably one of like my first five episodes of the podcast. And let me, let me see what the name of it was just so I can, and I'll, I'll put this in the newsletter as well, but I just want you to um, know the name of it in case you just want to look it up yourself. 
Um, so one second, let me find that. But it was one of the first episodes that I released. It was called Speak Up. It's literally the fifth episode of the podcast. And so in that episode, I discussed the Black Lives Matter movement and whether um, hip hop artists were doing enough to support it. And this was around probably around the time that uh, To Pimp a Butterfly and All Right came out and the Black Lives Matter movement was heavy around that time. And, you know, I just, you know, wanted to talk about whether the people, these hip hop artists who we respect and look up to, who have these platforms, if they were doing enough. And at the time, I feel like the answer was no, not really. They're not doing enough. Um, But I've seen I've seen that change a little bit, you know, especially in the five years since since that episode. Um. And so I'm I'm excited about that. And so I just wanted to highlight some of the songs um, that have been released this week discussing what's going on in our nation. So there's Frontlines by Conway the Machine. He's a member of the Griselda crew. Um, Terrace Martin, Denzel Curry, G. Perico, Kamasi Washington, Daylight. Um, they came together for a song called Pig Feet. Um, that was a dope song. T Grizzly, Queen Nyjah, and then I think uh, the Detroit Children's Choir or something like that. They released a song called Mr. Officer. Uh, Nasty C and T.I. released a song called They Don't. D Smoke um, and Sir, who are brothers, they released a song called Let Go, a song that they wrote um, the day that the George Floyd news came out. Um, Jim Jones released a song called The People. Meek Mill released a song called Other Side of America. And Trey Songs released a song called 2020 Riots, How Many Times? Um, so a lot, a lot of different artists, a lot of different types of artists um, putting the pen to the pad and using their voice to speak out against um, some of the things that have been happening. So I just wanted to make a note of that. So let's jump into the rumor mill an announcements portion and just piggybacking off of what I just talked about. There were also a number of ways how the music industry and the artists have responded um, to the chaos and the frustration over this racial injustice and police brutality. Drake donated a hundred thousand dollars to the national bailout fund, which I think I believe is a fund that um, was created to post bail for protesters who may have been arrested um, the weekend donated five hundred thousand dollars to multiple organizations. Uh, Warner Music Group donated a hundred million dollars to Black Lives Matter, um, supporting organizations. Universal Music Group established a twenty-five million dollar fund for their Task Force for Meaningful Change. Jay Z took out ads in a lot of major newspapers in support of Black Lives Matter. Artists like No Name, Beyonce, Solange, Earl Sweatshirt, Big Sean, Erica Badu, Tyler the Creator, and many more uh, called for action from their followers. So there was this is just a subset of the many ways that uh, hip hop and R and B artists have been speaking out against what's happening. Um, so moving into some other um, announcements of hip hop and R and B, um, few people. Um, um, got some, you know, some good information as far as to how their albums uh, ranked. Future got his seventh number one album. 
um, with high off life after posting the largest solo first week numbers of his career. Probably helped by the fact that everybody's just at home streaming right now, but definitely congratulations to Future. Gunna got his first number one album with Wanna from two, three weeks ago when he dropped that. Universal Music Group. Um, actually, I'll come back to that. Megan Thee Stallion also got her first number one. Because Savage Remix, which is a remix with Beyonce, reached number one on the Hot 100 charts. Um, And then Universal Music Group, this is a separate thing. They launched Def Jam Africa, which is essentially a label division geared toward discovering and representing the best hip-hop, Afrobeats, and trap talent in Africa. It's based in Lagos, Nigeria, and also Johannesburg, South Africa. So that was pretty cool. And that was something that they had launched you know, that's not in response to like the Black Lives Matters and things like that. That was just something that they had done. Um, and the final announcement, um, Run the Jewels released their their fourth album, Run the Jewels 4. And they released it for free on their website, you know, because um, it's a it's an album that definitely addresses everything that's going on right now. And they just wanted people to be able to have it for free. So that that um, segues uh, directly into the upcoming and recently released albums. Um, like I mentioned, Lil Yachty dropped off Lil Bo 3 on May 29th. Run the Jewels dropped off Run the Jewels 4 on June 4th, uh, this past Thursday. Um, I'll first listen. The album is really, really good. I love the production. Um, Run the Jewels 2 is probably my favorite of the, of the ones that they had released before, but I think Run the Jewels 4, especially with the timing of it and how aggressively they attacked everything on that album, I think it... You know, after a few few more listens, I think it'll be clear that I think that that's my favorite album. But I, I gotta keep listening to it. Flatbush Zombies, um, rap group from New York, they released an EP called "Now More Than Ever" um, on Friday, and I'm just gonna read what they they wrote with the release. So they said, "To our fans, to our family, we're gonna keep this simple because time is previous right now." There is a fight going on outside. They are coming for our hearts, minds, and souls. Black bodies are under attack. Flatbush is for the people. Always has been. Always will be. If you've listened to our music, you know our mission. We began this story almost a decade ago, preaching a message we felt necessary. All three of us have spoken out and struggled against racism. It pains us to see the things we've mentioned in our music still vividly present in 2020. We decided to release this EP a few months ago to get our fans through a pandemic. In the past week, the pandemic has turned into a battle. This music was made for you. It was released with you in mind. Use it to start an evolution. We are an independent rap group that depends on streams, merch, and touring to survive in a system that is designed to take advantage of black artists. COVID-19 has fucked us up in more ways than we can count. None of that shit matters right now. It's time for each one of us to find a way to step up. This is how our family can show up right now. We have 3,000 pieces of merch to sell for this EP. If we sell every piece of merch, we can generate over 100,000 in one day. Every single dollar from those merch sales will be equally split and donated to three foundations working to help change our world right now. We are organizing and strategizing how we can affect change on the largest scale possible. With your help, stand with us or stand somewhere else now more than fucking ever. We love you, Eric Juice Meech. So... Definitely go check out um, Flatbush Zombies um, now more than ever EP. Um, And, you know, if you can buy some of that merch, definitely do it. I have a feeling it's probably all gone by now. Um, But as soon as I finish uh, recording this podcast, I'm going to see if there's any left and I'm definitely going to buy some. Um, So finally, 
Uh, sorry, my dog is walking around right now. I'm just making sure she's not, not getting into anything. Um, finally, um, Pop Smoke's uh, posthumous album is supposed to be released June 12th. So this is that Friday, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, this Friday. Um, and then, like I mentioned earlier, Tiana Taylor's album, which I think might be called the album, um, should be releasing this month. She hasn't given a release date, but she did say June. So uh hopefully we'll be getting that album soon so that is it for the press play segment for this week without any further ado um actually let's take a short break and then i'll be right back with the dig deeper segment Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. Let's jump right into the Dig Deeper segment. All right. Welcome back. It's time to jump into the Dig Deeper segment. In this week's episode, the Meet TDE series continues. Um, so far um, in Four weeks of episodes, uh, the Me TD series has shined a spotlight on Lance Skywalker, Zakari, uh, Absol, Sir, Reason, and Schoolboy Q. Six artists. Six artists in four weeks. Um, we're going to add a seventh artist to that list this week with J-Rock. And then next week, the series uh, comes to a completion with... Isaiah Rashad and SZA, which I'm very excited about those two because I remember, you know what, we'll get into that next week because I, I was about to go on a, I, 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 I jumped ahead and realized everything I was about to say and I was going to give too much away. We'll talk about Isaiah Rashad and SZA next week. This week, let's get into J-Rock. Um, so J-Rock, um, his real name is Johnny Reed McKenzie Jr., better known as J-Rock. Um, he's a 35-year-old rapper from Watts, California. Uh, similar to Schoolboy Q, who we talked about in the last episode, uh, he joined a gang in his youth. He was a bounty hunter blood, um, but he also decided to devote a lot of his time and energy towards music. Um, after hearing a verse of J-Rock's, Top Dog signed J-Rock to TDE in 2005 when it was just an independent label. And so I believe that J-Rock was officially the first artist signed a TDE with Kendrick following shortly after. But just based on like the research that's out there on the internet, it's kind of divided whether Kendrick was first or J-Rock was first, but I'm pretty sure it was J-Rock then Kendrick. Um, so of course, while on the TDE label, he would become a member of Black Hippie with Kendrick, Absol, and Schoolboy Q. So J-Rock began to release a number of mixtapes, 10, in a four-year span between 2006 and 2010, um, with Top Dog shopping around three to four of his earlier mixtapes, like um, his Watts Finest series or No Sleep Till NYC, which is a a mixtape he did with Kendrick. J-Rock ended up getting a deal with Asylum Records in 2007, and then later a joint venture deal with Warner Brothers Records in 2008. So that was probably like a distribution type like deal, stuff like that. 
2008, Warner Brothers and J-Rock released his first single, All My Life, which featured Lil Wayne and Will I Am. So this was obviously his biggest commercial release to date and gave him a lot of visibility, especially because you have Lil Wayne, who just released one of the biggest albums of his career, The Carter Three. And even Will I Am was still um was still pretty in it at that point like that was a year before they did their whole i got a feeling song so you know black eyed peas was still out here pretty heavy um but the single got a lot of publicity and in 2010 j-rock was announced as one of the cover rappers for xxl's freshman class so it was j-rock j cole pill nipsey hustle wiz khalifa OJ the Juice Man, Freddie Gibbs, Big Sean, Fushan, and Donis. Now, over half of those names, including J-Rock, are still heavily discussed artists to this day. So that was a pretty serious um, XXL freshman class. Um, J-Rock continued to release mixtapes, um, mixtapes where his music has the strongest resemblance to the game. Um, because of the aggressive and authentic way that J-Rock attacks his verses, the gritty street tales, um he pushes and specifically the west coast sound like you know it was it seemed that like j-rock was definitely inspired by the game and there was just a similarity there with how they approached their rap it was not it was it wasn't a sort of like j-rock is stealing the games like flow or anything like that it was just more of a like oh he definitely reminds me of the game you know they're both from california like they're repping this like this gangster rap shit hard like it was just interesting um so halfway through 2010 even though j-rock had continued to release all these mixtapes j-rock ended up splitting ways with warner brothers records because they delayed his album on multiple occasions and they essentially put him on the shelf like they just kind of showed him in his music um and so he he got out of that contract um he then signed a multi-album deal with tech nine's label strange fruit in the fall of 2010 he went on tour with Tech 9 E-40, Kendrick, and more that year. And then in December of 2010, he released his last mixtape, Black Friday. This is probably his most popular mixtape. Um, J-Rock's voice and delivery is powerful. And his black hippie counterparts, Kendrick and Absol specifically, are featured heavily. Of all his many mixtapes, Black Friday is definitely one of the ones worth listening to. It's an incredible example of what J-Rock can do and Black Hippie is featured so heavily that it's almost like a posse cut album. Um, there are songs on that mixtape that can definitely stand up to some of the songs he's released on his albums. Um, so you definitely want to check out those songs in the playlist. Speaking of the playlist, I have been, um, I put together a playlist of some of the best songs from each TDE artist I've mentioned every week. And some of their best songs from every project that I talk about. Um, so I want you to have a comprehensive playlist of like, this is what this artist is musically. This is who they are musically. And so after every episode, I added the songs for, um, for each artist. So after this, this episode ends, I'll add all the J-Rock songs to it. Um, but there are definitely going to be some Black Friday mixtape songs in there. You'll definitely want to check out. Currently, as it stands, this um, this playlist has, let me see, 131 songs in it, eight and a half hours of music, and I'm about to add um, 
another like two hours of music, almost 30 songs from J-Rock. So by the end of this, I would expect you're definitely going to have like over 200 songs of all the artists besides Kendrick. Uh, it's going to be a vibe. It's going to be a dope playlist. So definitely get that playlist. Um, it's going to be in the notes of the podcast. It's going to be in the podcast newsletter, all of that. Um, so in July of 2011, uh, maybe, you know, seven months after he released Black Friday, uh, he released his debut studio album, Follow Me Home, under TDE and Strange Fruit. Um, during the research for this episode is the first time that I really heard Follow Me Home. I'd heard a few songs from the album, but I didn't really get into J-Rock until I heard a few of his features before his second album. And then when he dropped his second album, I was like, that's when I was really started listening to J-Rock consistently. Um, this album is exactly what it sounds like. It's J-Rock inviting us into his journey, his home, telling his stories of the struggle and his rise to success. Um, honestly, this album reminds me a lot of early game records. Um, J-Rock's gruff delivery and aggressive verses combined with that familiar West Coast sound is definitely the game's aesthetic as well. Uh, Follow Me Home features production by the TDE Trust as well as Terrace Martin, Justice League, and more. And it was impressive production for his debut. The album in general was impressive for an artist signed to an independent label, especially in 2011. Of course, he had features from every member of Black Hippie and even Tech 9 one of the heads of his label. Um, but he also had features from Chris Brown, Lil Wayne, and Rick Ross, each at important stages of their musical career. You know, Rick Ross had dropped Teflon Don um, a year prior. Um, you know, the Lil Wayne, like I mentioned, the Lil Wayne feature was right after he dropped the Carter three. Um, and Chris Brown was trying to rebuild, you know, his career with new music, especially after the Rihanna stuff in 2009, I want to say. Um, and J-Rock wears a lot of hats on this album. The West Coast sound is very evident in songs like Code Red and Elbows. They've got that high pitched piano melody, um, the thump and bass, the horn stabs, the synths. Um, they really capture that vibe perfectly. He's got some hits that are radio friendly, like the Chris Brown assisted song West Side, All My Life with Lil Wayne. And even the song with Kendrick, Hood Gonna Love It, which was the second single, um, very commercial. Um, but the best part about the album is J-Rock's reports about his struggle and how strong his lyrical performances are. And you're going to find that that's a trend with the best parts of J-Rock's albums and his future releases. It's like, that is when it's like, wow, J-Rock is really somebody to pay attention to is when he's getting introspective or when he's just being real and talking about his story. Um, on Follow Me Home, songs like No Joke, All I Know Is, or Just Like Me are a clear reminder of what West Coast gangster rap albums were all about, and J-Rock shows that he's more than just a gangster rapper. Um, in 2012, he toured with Black Hippie and was the only Black Hippie member featured on Kendrick's Good Kid, Mad City album with his impressive verse on Money Trees. That verse also got him an Album of the Year Grammy nomination. In November 2013, he declared that his album was going to come out the next year in 2014. And the only thing that uh, released in 2014 was J-Rock releasing himself from the Strange Fruit deal, making him exclusively signed with TDE. So that one was a little interesting. I couldn't find a lot of information about why that deal fell through, but it was a multi-album deal with Tech 9s label, and he put out Follow Me Home, and then after that, um, he was exclusively signed with TDE. So I'm not sure why that happened. But 
Um, he released his second album, 90059, or 90059, if you want to get technical, but that's that's how he says it, 90059, and that's all I've ever called it. Um, but it wouldn't be released until September of 2015, almost two years after he said uh, after he came out and said his album would be released. Um, with with the fans, we just learned the title like a month before his release. It was like, oh, it was kind of, it was like, oh, okay, he's releasing an album. Oh, it's out. You know what I mean? Um, it had been a long time since we'd heard from J Rock. He'd mentioned that business and politics was one of the main reasons for his lack of music over the years. Uh, so 90059 was a highly anticipated album, especially with a lot of increased eyes on the TDE label after releases like Oxymoron, Into Pimp a Butterfly, just a couple years prior or a year prior. 90059 was obviously named after J-Rock's zip code in Watts, California, and it was a much more focused effort from J-Rock. Coming in at 48 minutes, it was 20 minutes shorter than his debut album, and it has seven fewer songs. Um, he promised a sonically different album. And that's exactly what we got. Compared to his mixtapes and his debut album, J-Rock is slightly more mellow. He plays around with melodies, and he's lyrically more concise and focused. Feature-wise, the album is TDE-heavy. If you include Lance Skywalker and Sir, who technically weren't signed at the time, but they would be relatively soon, seven of the 11 tracks feature a TDE artist. Um, J-Rock clearly wanted to obtain... Um, this new sound by working with a lot of the new artists that were hanging around or signed to the label and TDE definitely has a recognizable sound um, that certainly starts with the production Um, J-Rock definitely sacrifices some of that trademark West Coast gangster rap sound for a sound that fits right into the TDE sonic catalog Um, 90059 gave us the first Black Hippie song in a few years with Vice City which is one of my favorites from the album when the four of them get together, they play off each other so perfectly. Um, lyrically, this was J-Rock's best work up until this point. And it's it's close because some of the lyrics on Black Friday, the mixtape, are really, really good. Um, but his flow was untouchable, and he got introspective while also making some commercial joints that still had meaning and substance. Gumbo is one of the best vibes on the album. His introspective storytelling on Fly and Fly on the Wall was too dope, and he got two of the best features on the album with a bust of Rhymes verse and Macy Gray on the hook. Um, it was just such an unexpected song, and it was so good. Uh, Lance Skywalker was an MVP. Uh, he was featured on three songs, and he added something fresh to each of them. Kendrick and J Rock went bar for bar like they did on previous mixtapes. Um, and that was a nice touch. Um, and they did that on Easy Bake. Um, he even delivered a sequel to his verse on Kendrick's Money Trees um, song with his own song, Money Trees Deuce. Um, and in 48 minutes, J-Rock just showed how effective he could be. J-Rock and Schoolboy Q are alike in many ways. And this album was J-Rock's first foray into different sounds and vibes. Um, and with Q releasing Blank Face 10 months later, it's likely that Rock was inspired by some of the sounds that emanated out of those Blank Face studio sessions. Um, so that was 90059. In February 2016, um, which was, let me see, when did I say it came out? Which was about six months after he released 90059, he got into a serious motorcycle accident that put him on the shelf for a while. Like, I'm pretty sure he 
um, broke his leg and like he had a like a couple like other serious injuries. Um, and so in January of 2018, two years later, was the first time that we had really heard from J-Rock. And he returned in a spectacular fashion when he was featured on the new single, King's Dead, for the Black Panther soundtrack. But that was also the first single for his upcoming album. Um, so King's Dead was J-Rock's first song to chart on the Billboard 100. It reached number 21. And the song also earned him two Grammy nominations, one for Best Rap Song and another for Best Rap Performance, which he won. He ended up winning the Grammy for Best Rap Performance. Aside from Kendrick, J-Rock's flow was out of this world on King's Dead. It was the perfect song to welcome him back. And the version of King's Dead that made it onto his album um, was different than the one that was on the Black Panther soundtrack. So the album version took out Kendrick's whirlwind verse at the end. So at that point, J-Rock was definitely the shining star of that song. If you take out Kendrick's verse at the end, I don't. I think it took out James Blake's part. So it was really Kendrick on the hook, J-Rock's verse, and then Future's verse. So J-Rock was definitely the star of that song on the album. And as it should be, you know, as the first single for his album. So later that year, in June of 2018, J-Rock released his third studio album, Redemption. So Redemption was an album that saw J-Rock being very thankful for still being here after his accident and having a renewed outlook on life and his career. You know, I I feel like I read in an interview that he like thought that maybe the accident was kind of karma for some of the like bad stuff he did being in a gang, robbing, drug dealing, stuff like that. And so he was taking this as like a new lease on life. Um, He was ready to win and leave the past behind. And he outlines both of those sentiments in the songs Redemption and Win on this album. In Redemption, Rock gets real introspective with this second chance at life, causing him to reflect on choices he's made in the past with his love life and how he's lived his life in general. And SZA gives him an amazing feature on that hook. The song transitions directly into Win, the second single from the album, and one of the biggest hits of J-Rock's career. Um, it's the theme song of Kenya Barris's new Netflix show, Black as Fuck. Um, the song details new motives and it's, it's super mad catchy, (laughs) um, sliding in at under an hour. When, when I remember listening to this album, it was only 13 songs and it was like 44 minutes. So it was actually shorter than 90059. But when I was doing the research, there's like two extra songs that I feel like I didn't remember being there, but with those two, it slides in at 50 minutes. So it's still shorter than, you know, his first debut album. Um, so he's continuing to kind of like trim everything up as far as his album releases go. Um, he he gets in and he gets out on this album um, with a cohesive offering that really doubles down on everything he did on 90059. Win and the song Tap Out, which features Jeremiah, take care of the catchy radio hits even though tap out was one of the only songs i thought didn't really fit well into the album although a lot of people really like that song and king's dead was popular enough to heavily increase the visibility of this album j-rock continues to stay versatile he got melodic on songs like knock it off and troopers while also delivering some hard-ass gangster vibes on songs like the album opener the bloodiest and es tales but the best parts of the album to me like i mentioned on follow me home um, is where Rock gets into that street introspection that addresses some of the societal struggles that he sees connected to his own life. Songs like Out of Sight, Out of Mind, which had a dope J. Cole verse, Broke, Plus Minus, and even For What It's Worth. Um, 
Redemption is a bit more sonically pleasing than 90059, but I don't hate that at all. The production is next level with production from Mike Will Made It, Boy Wanda, two songs from Baby Keem, Hit Boy, Vinyls, etc. It's his most engaging album, and I definitely enjoy the lyricism on this album more than his previous efforts. Um, J-Rock has found a really nice groove with his album releases, and I'm really excited to see what path he takes next musically. Um... So yeah, that's it on J-Rock. He's released Follow Me Home, 90059, and Redemption. And possibly he'll release a fourth studio album within the next two years. I don't know how TDE's album releases have gotten pushed back with like the pandemic and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what J-Rock has next. And he's got tons of mixtapes. You can find those on the internet, um, probably on Datpiff. Or live mixtapes, that's where, you know, everybody was releasing mixtapes back in that time period, like before 2011 and stuff like that. And still are. I mean, there's still tons of mixtapes on Dat Piff and live mixtapes. But yeah, so that's J-Rock. Um, check out the playlist. Um, there's going to be tons of J-Rock songs added to it. Get the podcast newsletter. Join the mailing list. Um, check out the instagram as you know multiple times a week i got tons of content flowing through the instagram featuring new music friday throwback thursday stuff like that um totb the podcast you can see it on the screen down below um yeah yeah i'm very excited stay vigilant um you know, we, you know, change isn't going to come overnight, but I, I am glad that I'm seeing everybody fight so hard and even seeing more people in the music industry speak up and like do something with their platform and with their money. Um, so next week I will be back with the final segment of uh, the final episode of the Meet TDE series focused on Isaiah Rashad and SZA. Um, so that'll be next Sunday, most likely June 14th. Um, and then after that, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I might take a, a week break just honestly just to like listen more to a lot of the albums that have released that I haven't given all my time and attention because I've been listening to like heavy TDE stuff. But we'll see. Um, so, yeah, um, if you listen to the audio version, Please subscribe, rate, leave a review on wherever you're listening to the podcast. Um, tell people to follow the stream. Um, you know, I'm trying to get to 50 followers. Um, I'm getting there slowly but surely. We're at 12 right now, but you know, I just need just need uh, more of the people to you know get out there. Go to Twitch.tv/slash Thinking Outside the Boombox. Give me a follow, cause. Things can, can really change for the podcast once I get to those those 50 followers and whatnot. Um, but I'm going to keep keep um, coming back, giving you all content. I'm excited um, for everything that's been going on musically. Um, and I think once the summer really hits, we're going to get some we're going to get some crazy releases. I think as long as, you know, pandemic and things haven't changed things too much. We'll see. It could all be to be determined. But yeah, follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, like me on Facebook, uh, subscribe, rate, and review, watch the VODs, watch me live on Twitch, tell your friends. Yeah, you know what it is. This is Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. I will see you next week. Peace.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 